Hello, mamas. Welcome back to episode four in our Feeding Our Babes podcast series. Today, we're talking all about what if I can't breastfeed. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today is our fourth and final episode in our Feeding Our Babe podcast series with the wonderful Jolene Windus-Pay. She has taught us so much so far about preparing for breastfeeding, the physiology of breastfeeding, and how milk supply and nutrition support each other and the interplay between those two. So those are episodes one, two, and three. In your own time, definitely go and check them out. They are really foundational pieces of information that I think all women should know about. But today I want to dedicate a whole episode for those women who are struggling with breastfeeding or have finished breastfeeding because the feedback I got from women when I asked about what you wanted to hear about breastfeeding is that there wasn't much space for those women who were struggling with it. There was a lot of space for those women who wanted to to do it well, prepare for it well, know more about it. But what about the women who felt left out of that picture, who felt left out of that conversation. And I guess I hadn't really considered it because I guess my own experience had been really positive. Whilst I know a lot of people who struggle with breastfeeding and I know it exists, I guess it was just not in my direct sphere of concern right now. But I think that it's really important to be able to address these concerns and be able to speak to these topics within the sphere of talking about breastfeeding. I know there's so much shame and stigma and a lot of women are really sensitive around this topic. It can bring up a lot of emotional responses. So I definitely wanted to be able to speak to that. And I really hope that this really helps those women who are struggling. And I'm totally open to feedback or questions. If you have listened to this and you think, oh, I really would have loved to talk about that. Or could you really speak to that? I'm so open to doing more on this topic. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with any other mamas that you know who are struggling with breastfeeding or really beating themselves up about where it's going and how it's going or really struggling to let go of it. I think it's really important we have these conversations. So please enjoy this episode. It is our final one in this series, but do make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast because we have epic podcast series coming up this year. They're going to be amazing. So please make sure you do not miss out on any of those. And remember to jump on over to at Physio Laura and give me your feedback on this episode. Let me know, like I said, questions, comments, feedback. Let me know what more you want to hear about this topic or maybe how you worked through these challenges in breastfeeding and how you worked through the stigma or the shame that may have been a problem for you. It may not have been, but if it was, I'd love to hear how you work through that because that would be really helpful to other women going through this. Let's get a really good comment thread going on where women can look at it and go, oh, I'm not alone in my thoughts and my feelings. I think it's really important. And if you want to connect with Jolene, you can find her at jwp.care over on Instagram. She's a holistic lactation consultant and she has been wonderful in this series. So it's been really great to have her on. So have a wonderful day, mamas. Enjoy this episode and I'll chat to you soon. Okay, so what I want to speak to now is a topic that, to be honest, I didn't actually have on my radar. So when I was thinking about interviewing someone on breastfeeding, it was all about how to breastfeed, how to prepare for breastfeeding, how to improve your milk supply, all the things that we've already covered. But I was having a chat with a lady that's actually working with me at the moment, 
And she was just mentioning to me how triggered she gets by breastfeeding because she wasn't able to breastfeed. And she finds it a really sore point for her that there's all this information out there on breastfeeding and helping women to do it, which is obviously so valid. But she kind of never felt like anyone was speaking to her when it came to what if I can't breastfeed? And I guess talking more around like probably the emotional side of that as well. So I wanted to dedicate like a whole topic to this because we are for these women as well. And we acknowledge that there are so many women out there who have tried everything under the sun, but they still cannot breastfeed for whatever reason it is. So I wanted to speak to those that have trouble breastfeeding or those that decide to finish up breastfeeding. I want to talk about like the shame and stigma involved with that to validate these women's feelings. I wanted to speak to like how to know when enough is enough. And I'm sure you've got plenty of clients that you have to counsel through this. And obviously there's not going to be a one size fits all formula for when you know enough is enough, but maybe just speaking to those women who are really at their wits end with breastfeeding again, for whatever reason, and helping them to understand when it's not serving them anymore, or maybe when it's not the best option for them anymore what support is available to these women and maybe how you counsel your clients specifically through this process. I know that's a lot, but let's just start where it feels right for you, talking to these women who are really struggling. Yeah, this is so important to talk about and I agree it doesn't get enough light. And unfortunately, when you have a really difficult, painful experience, there are triggers just everywhere in life that other people aren't aware of. And that, that is really hard. So my love goes to that mum. So I think if we're zooming out and looking at the context, we've talked about how there's just not enough support throughout your whole life with breastfeeding and then also lack of support in potentially most hospital systems. And then the pressure, like society puts a lot of pressure on mums to be the perfect mum, the best mum. We know, we hear slogans like, breast is best but I feel like you don't just have a baby to breastfeed um you you have a baby for so many more reasons so what I like to say is just a general ground rule for mothers who are struggling with breastfeeding is if you're feeling like the breastfeeding is getting in the way of you enjoying your baby that is a really key moment to have a conversation with partner or a trusted family or friends about how it's making you feel and potentially we might need to tweak tweak what's going on and pivot a little bit and just to I'm not sure of the complexities of this mother's case but making sure you have a second opinion I think if you feel like you're not getting the support you need you can always turn to another practitioner and I've had clients come to me after seeing somebody else and we've had a little bit of a turnaround or things have improved or they've felt more reassured that they are validated in their decision to actually slowly end things with breastfeeding. Mm. And also it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So if you are able to produce breast milk, there may be some type of pumping plan that works so you can give your baby some breast milk if that feels right for you or we can make a plan with weaning the breast milk in a safe way just so that you don't end up getting blocked ups and mastitis and further adding to that mental load, mental, physical and emotional load. And I just put out on Instagram 
a self-love journal prompt for mums going through challenges. It's great for mums in general, but it's a little bit of a reflection of what you do well as a mum. It doesn't have to be focused on around feeding your baby and what you're grateful for as a mum. So it just helps to raise your vibration emotionally. And also just accepting that you've done the very best you could with what you've had. And that helps you to really release guilt and have compassion for yourself, which at the end of the day, it's your decision. It's your life. You have to make peace with it as best as you can and try and and shut out the noise because that's not what matters at the end of the day. Mm, 100%. And I think what you were saying as well is acknowledging that if breastfeeding getting in the way of you bonding with your baby because at the end of the day that that should be like a really not easy decision but like to know what's on the flip side of maybe discontinuing breastfeeding is that you get to actually bond with your baby I think that's that's really beautiful and that's what your baby wants is they want their mum fully present and like enjoying them and if yes you're giving them breast milk but you're resentful, you're in pain, like you're not feeling like a very good version of yourself, then I always think the scales are tipping there, right? So I think that's a really nice way to think about in terms of giving to your baby, because that's what so much of the shame comes from, I think, is that you're not giving the quote unquote best thing for your baby, is there's so much more to giving than just physical. It's emotional, it's spiritual, it's energetic. And if you aren't able to give yourself fully, And I'll share a little personal story here. It's a very different situation to what most people are probably experiencing, but my daughter is almost 18 months and we're still breastfeeding. So it's very much down the track. And I guess it doesn't, me thinking about finishing up breastfeeding with her doesn't have the same stigma and shame attached to it that I know a lot of mothers experience in the early days where, you know, well, it's still within the recommended timeframes that you should be breastfeeding. And I don't, if I weaned her, I'm probably heading into the territory where people are going, are you still feeding her? Like, it's it's very interesting, right? The cultural we have and the stories we have, it's like breastfeeding up to 12 months is very strongly encouraged and you're shamed if you don't. But then as soon as you tick over after 12 months, I feel like the tides turn and oh, like, why are you still feeding? And that's probably interesting just to zoom out and have a look at anyway, because it's like, you can never please everyone, right? There's like a set black and white protocol you're meant to follow and you're obviously never going to exactly fit into that. But I've been con- contemplating weaning her recently. And I had to, I haven't yet, but I'm really sitting with, I'm starting to feel maybe a little bit resentful at times. I feel really like touched out and needed all the time. And whenever I notice that that starts to affect my bonding with her and my relationship with her and how we relate to each other, I just always think, yes, she's getting all these beautiful nutrition and when she's sick, it's beautiful. And when she needs comfort, it's beautiful. But if it's getting in the way of me relating to her really beautifully and having a beautiful bond with her, then it's never worth it for me. And so that's where my my thought process happens. Again, I know it's very different to women who have newborn babies and are really struggling, but I just always think I'll know enough is enough when it's affecting our relationship and it's affecting the way that we bond. And I guess it's giving yourself permission to authentically parent because you're going to make decisions along the track that don't always align with what society tells you is right or wrong or there's so many topics that are spicy when it comes to parenting like do they sleep in a cot do you co-sleep do you use a dummy do you not like there's so many things that are going to come up along the way and I just think one of those is breastfeeding right of all the different decisions we make for ourselves and our children 
The other point I wanted to make as well is that there's two people in this relationship. It is not just your baby. It is you as well. You have to work together on this. So yes, whilst on paper, it may be the best thing for your baby. And I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Oh my gosh, I'm such a huge advocate. But I'm also a huge advocate of maternal mental health and making sure that mum is filled up and mum is thriving. And so I think it's really important that you acknowledge there's two people in this relationship and you both need to come to that wanting it, loving, enjoying it. Okay. So I think that's really, really important. And I also wanted to emphasize what you said as well in that just because it is hard or challenging and not working doesn't mean you also have to completely give up. You can get a second opinion. You can explore further pathways because there may be information out there you haven't yet received or advice out there you haven't yet received. I think that's really important to know as well that you can go and ask someone else for some help and try something new and different. So yeah, I just wanted to add that. I did want to, sp- I don't want to get into the nitty gritty too much, but a lot of the questions that came through around women struggling with breastfeeding were tongue ties and biting. And so I wanted you to just maybe quickly touch on these for those women listening to this who are like at their wits end because baby's latch is not good or baby's biting them, or there's some sort of aversion that's making them just go, oh, breastfeeding is not working for me. Amongst a, a ton of other reasons why breastfeeding might not be feeling good for you. But when it comes to tongue ties, let's talk about that quickly. Is this something that women should get on top of ASAP? That was a question that came through. Is this something that is better to be fixed sooner rather than later? And also they wanted to know how common are tongue ties? Like, is this something that is quite common that should be picked up ASAP if you're having troubles breastfeeding? Yeah, I thought you might ask me about tongue ties. (laughs) Um, it's It's a pretty hot topic. So I really feel, and a lot of other health professionals feel, and it's very overdiagnosed. So speaking of it, prevalence is quite difficult to do. But essentially a tongue tie, regardless of whether it's anterior or posterior, is a compromise in the baby's function of the tongue, which is compromising the way that they're latching and able to breastfeed. And if there is a tongue tie that hasn't been addressed properly, what we would be seeing is mum having prolonged nipple pain that's not improving regardless of what we do. The baby's weight gain is not is going to be suboptimal and the milk supply is going to be tanking, right? Again, speaking of the research coming out of Australia at the moment, what can sometimes be perceived as tongue tie can actually be rectified by adjusting the fit and the hold of the breastfeeding position. So I always think it's really important to get a second opinion with tongue tie as well. If it is a genuine tongue tie, then it is recommended that you intervene sooner rather than later. But that also has its complexities because there are practitioners who release tongue ties and they have a financial gain from from the procedure. So we really want to look at who we're working with, where that advice is coming from and ideally getting a second opinion so you feel like you've got a really overall quality picture of what's going on. Mm, for sure. And what about biting? Do you have any? Yeah. Biting is a tricky one and some babies get teeth around four months. It's mm. really early and then some are much later. It really comes down to the way your baby's positioned at your breast. If they're fit, fitting to your breast really well, then the impact of the biting is going to be a lot less because the tongue is actually going to be in between each of the baby's gums. So if you're struggling with biting, I think that's a great time to get a lactation consultant to review your breastfeeding technique. As you get more comfortable, more confident with your breastfeeding technique, I find some of those details that we're looking for 
the cheeks being symmetrically touching the breast, the nose being flush, the chin being buried, those things tend to slip over time and as your baby gets bigger as well. So really reviewing that is really important. And then also a big thing is why is the baby biting? Sometimes it can be play or they're frustrated with milk supply. So looking at has your period returned? Are you, are you eating enough? Have you started exercising vigorously? Is there any hormonal stuff going on? And also if your baby's bored, can you have a breastfeeding necklace that's colorful or something to keep them occupied and engaged while they're breastfeeding? Mm, That's great advice, actually. I've experienced, I haven't experienced tongue time, but I've definitely experienced biting Mm. and holy moly, that is just like a whole new realm of anxiety. I think it's so hard to relax when you're not quite sure if your baby will bite you or not. And it's just, Mm -hmm. oh, it's intense. And I remember putting it up on my Instagram stories once and the amount of replies I got, I was like, yes, I'm not alone. So many women are going through this when their babies are frustrated and they're trying to work out how to navigate teeth. And oh, it's just, yeah, that makes me shrivel up at the thought of. Now, before we wrap up, have you got any final words of advice for the mum sitting there, maybe in front of you in a consult? distraught because she's tried everything she feels like she can when it comes to breastfeeding she's maybe feeling like a failure she's maybe feeling like people around her are telling her she just needs to try harder or she just needs to do this or she just needs to do that but she's really feeling like this is not working right now like have you got any final words of advice or wisdom that you would say to this mum Definitely. I think I didn't touch on that earlier when you asked me what support is available. I think talk therapy is huge in this space because you need someone who is unbiased, who is just going to be that that ear to listen to you and for you to just bounce off how you're really feeling and help you navigate that journey and coming to a decision that you feel okay with and then the other side of what a mum can do really in the moment when these kind of thoughts of guilt and shame pop up is go back to that gratitude what are you grateful for as a mother what do you do well as a mother and just put some positive emotion in that brain because if you are repeatedly shaming and guilting yourself that your breastfeeding journey hasn't gone the way you wanted that just causes so much mental anguish which will impact how you mother Mm, yeah I love that so be kind to yourselves ladies you're doing the absolute best job that you know how and your babies Mm -hmm. are so lucky to have you regardless of how they get their milk so I think yeah that's awesome thank you so much for joining me Jolene this is going to be so valuable To all women out there, whether they've had babies yet or whether they're experienced mamas still trying to navigate the ups and downs that come with breastfeeding and that postpartum life, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much. Hey, mamas. I really hope that that episode gave you some validation, some feelings like You're not alone in what you might be feeling right now. It is really common to be feeling the way you're feeling and it's okay to feel the way you feel. I really hope that that really helped to validate where you're at in your journey with breastfeeding if it has been hard, if it has been challenging because it's certainly not smooth sailing for a lot of women. Our Australian breastfeeding statistics reflect that. We don't have a lot of support for these women who are struggling and I think we really need to have these conversations and open it up and remove any shame 
shame or stigma that women may feel around this topic. So as I said earlier, please jump on over to at Laura and let me know what helped you work through any of these emotions that came up around breastfeeding or even just the practical physical things that you might have done to help overcome any challenges you had? I know we spoke about tongue ties and biting and things like that, which can be reasons why women cease breastfeeding. So if you have anything to share, I'd love to hear from you. Please jump on over to at Laura and let me know. And if you loved hearing from Jolene, you can find her at jwp.care. She is a wealth of knowledge and she has a lot of great resources. So definitely go check her out. And if you are needing more support, and guidance whilst pregnant, please come and find me inside my online membership program, The Pregnancy Posse. I have poured years and years of my heart and soul into helping to educate pregnant women, keep them physically fit and strong with my weekly 10 to 15 minute workouts, but also keep them emotionally nourished, provide support, really help to foster their authentic intuition and also provide them with the education and knowledge that they need to feel prepared for pregnancy, for birth, for postpartum. And there's some exciting things happening to the posse this year, and I really want you to be a part of it. So if you want to learn more, you can go over to thepregnancyposse.com and you can trial the program for seven days. Otherwise, I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are, and I will see you soon for an amazing new podcast series that we'll have dropping next week. So make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so you do not miss out. Ciao, ciao. I will see you all soon.